You made it sound like they're Pokemon. Dude, they might as well be. <laughs> July 20th, 2022, and this is Rare Encounter, Encounter number 106, and always triggered by the leading edge, I'm Abel Kirby. And kicking it old school, I'm Cold Acid. Yes, kicking it, kicking it, kicking it, yeah. Wow. Yeah. There's, I, I want to relay some stuff that I read in chat uh, right before the show started. We had Doug announcing now playing Rare Encounter Radio, and a certain anonymous comes in. Anon96678 says, first time hearing the show and most others on the stream aside from NA. I've been loving it so far. I'm excited for this show, too. And uh, Ice Cube nice. Soup, the optimist, just says, brace yourself. <laughs> so, I don't know. Is that... Is that what you should do when you're listening to Rare Encounter? Just brace yourself, buckle your seatbelt. Yeah, yeah, always. Uh, yeah, uh, I think we should start with a PSA. Just I, hold sorry. on a second. What did you open? What did you open? Uh, I got a Dos Equis. Ah, uh, does that make you interesting? Uh, it it makes me drink the same thing an interesting man would drink. If that makes me interesting, well, it's uh, certain properties about association. The associative. Yeah, well, I guess that makes you interesting. I don't know if I am, though. I have a Lime Haritos. A Lime Haritos. Haritos. <laughs> I love that one. That's one of my favorite jingles you have on the stupid board here, man. I jazz hands whenever you play it. <laughs> it's great. That, that sting, when it's going, I'm like, jazz hands. Yes, it's perfect. That's perfect. But before we get too far, I mean, there's some stuff we usually do at the beginning of the show. I think we need to start with a PSA. Yes, we do. A little public service announcement for the uh, for the listeners, just to keep you safe during this season. So here we go. Hydroplaning is now a major concern the... here. With... <laughs> Don't talk over that thing. I thought I, I thought you were going to actually say something or let me say something, not that you're bringing a clip in. Oh well, fine. <coughs> well, play the clip. Play here the we clip. go. Hydroplaning is a major concern here with these storms and the amount of rain that's coming down. So let's talk about what to do if you start to hydroplane. Well, first, you want to take your foot off the accelerator, but do not slam on your brakes. That will only make it worse. Also, if you feel the back of your tires start to kind of skid, maybe they're skidding to the right, you want to very gently turn your steering wheel towards the right. No sudden movements, just very gently. And if it's just hydroplaning, you should only last for maybe a second or two before you start to feel yourself regain control. The worst thing you can do is slam on your brakes because that could lock up your brakes and only prolong this slide. So please slow down and take it easy out there. Take it easy out there. It only lasts four seconds. I think I oversteered. You oversteered? Did it sound like this? Like that? Or was it more yes, skiddy? Yes, but, uh, but longer. With, with, but and longer. with a few thumps. With a few thumps. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, so, so tell us the story. I know you, you called know, it you know how they have those. You know how they have those little, like, diamond reflectors on the poles along the, along the shoulders of highways? Yes. So I took out three or four of those on the inside shoulder. Okay. And then, and then, with the, with the Rogue now, like, with its driver's side facing, like, the direction I was originally going, <laughs> zipped across all the lanes of traffic across the shoulder on the on the other side, on the granny lane side, yeah, and into the ditch and stopped just short of hitting a bunch of rocks that would really fucked up my ride. Oh, man. No, that sounded... I would, when I heard that, I didn't want to talk to you on uh, No Agenda Social. That's kind of scary. I've seen that happen to other people, and it's not a... Not a fun it was scary. I, like, I didn't see my life flashing before my eyes, but I was totally expecting that I would at least come away with like some bruises, maybe broken rib or something. Mm. I actually expected that I was going to roll into the uh, into the grass median because on this highway, like you've got the shoulders, right? The inner shoulders, but then there's a bit of a drop to the grass median. Yes, there's the right? shoulders. Then there's the trapezius is back there too. Ba-dum-tsh. Ba-dum-tsh. Okay, Hold on. that's lame. <coughs> okay. <laughs> Alrighty then. Uh, yeah, I was very lucky that there was very little traffic on Monday morning because, because I was able to safely cross all those lanes uh, perpendicular to the direction of traffic 
without hitting anyone or being hit myself. So how many points is one of those reflectors worth? Is it like 10 points a piece? You get style well, points? Well... Style points for drifting? Style points, style points, I think, yeah, 10 a piece, but... Uh, if you avoid them while going through them, you know, slaloming through them. Yes, that's, that's like a hundred points for each uh, for each pair you slalom through. Yes, that was the word I was trying to come up with. That one, uh, maybe the word of the day. Oh, Could man. be. Well, we got a bunch of stuff to talk about on the show today. I got a little rundown. I got my notes. I think you got some notes too. So, I got uh, some notes too. We'll get through. Uh, we'll get through all of this stuff, and uh, except for one story we've deleted. Um, yeah, we got some clown updates. We got some podcast updates, and a couple a uh, couple fun things to talk about. But before we do that, I want to uh, talk about the uh, executive producer of the show, and uh, maybe we'll have we decided on a format. Do we delay that to the end, or do we announce it up front? We always announce the executive producer up front, as well as the as well as the donations that come in between episodes. Well, this is I see no reason to change that. This is an executive producer that's long overdue because it's two weeks overdue. Uh, there was a little bit of a, a hiccup in our accounting where we had thought that we had read something on the show, and it turns out we didn't. And I have a false memory of doing that because just after the show ended, I was screwing around with my node, and uh, so I saw it, and as soon as I read it, I. I I acknowledge it and forgot about it. You know, I forgot it was new. And so I'm, what I'm referring to is this boost from two weeks ago from Servo for one, two, three, four, five, six sats from Boost CLI. And uh, Servo said, may I leaderboard, sirs? With a question mark. He may certainly do so. He may certainly. And uh, Servo is on the leaderboard. Uh, I, I did update it before the show, so we have ablekirby.com slash leaderboard.html if you want to check it out. And uh, Servo has jumped onto the leaderboard with that uh, and has been hanging out at number four right now. Um, this is the lifetime combined stats boost, boost grams and all that. Very nice. Very nice. Yep. So thank you, Servo, <laughs> for executive producing this, this episode from the past. I think he was trying to executive produce a different episode, but uh, this is the one you got, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Time traveling executive producerships. Yes, something you can only find on Rare Encounter. Yes, and then uh, prior to the show starting, we had a couple boosts that came in before the show, and uh, I'd like to read them in the order they uh, they were received. Um, we had a two 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 three four sats from Cotton Gin, and then we got another one, which is. 1227 from Cotton Gin, and I saw this number and a bell went off in my head, and then when he sent the second one, which was 1575, I got the exact message. I know what he's talking about here. So do you, do you recognize the, uh, these values, 1227 and 1575? Maybe someone in the troll room does. Uh, well, I'll tell you what they are. They're actually the L1 and L2 frequencies, center frequencies for GPS. <laughs> And, ah, uh, and so yeah, this I wouldn't is, know that. This is like a nerd of nerds joke. Uh, it's actually 1227.6 uh, cotton gin and 1575.42 uh, for uh, the L1 frequency. And of course, the L2 frequency is before the L1 frequency, which always trips people up. They always put them backwards if they're not familiar with it. So, But thanks, cotton gin, for the, uh, the special... <laughs> The special number boost, those are pretty cool. Uh, I didn't expect to see something like that, uh, but it's a lot of fun. Uh, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to do our own gematria thing like uh, like's being done on uh, behind the schemes, except with nerd numbers instead of like mystical ones. Yeah, next time Conjun send that in kilohertz. The um, the, the idea of putting radio station uh, frequencies on there, maybe shortwave frequencies or something, that's pretty fun. We could do number stations or uh, nerd numbers as Serpent, yeah. We could do some stuff. I think we could come up with a good list. We could. Um, let's see, after that we got 88, 88 sats from Carolind. Car Carolind. Carolind, who says, Super lucky eights for Abel Kirby and Gold Acid. Looking forward to the show! Break a leg, XO! Maybe she means... I'm not going to break a leg. I didn't on Monday. I'm not going to today. And I'm not an executive officer. Thank you. Um, and then she came back with uh, a wad of sticks. I don't know if there, if there was only a word for a, for a big bundle of sticks. That's what she said to us. A 11111 sats from Carolyn Blaney, who says, I'm glad to hear Cold Acid is okay and that his burrito is had. Abel Kirby, I'm enjoying the pre-stream show, so here are a bunch of ones. Well, thank you, Carolyn Blaney, for your two boosts. And, yeah, uh, thanks, Carolyn. 
Sir Bemrose points out she didn't say to break my own leg. Oh, it's just uh, some guys. Are you off? Are you offering yours? <laughs> no. Oh <laughs> man, man, I broke. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. It's like I, I, I break a leg. Whose leg? Some guys, you know. <laughs> someone else's. Well, uh, did we have a? Do we have any PayPal donations? Yeah, yeah, we got our we got our monthly donation from uh, from Cotton Gin through PayPal, the three dollars thirty three cents. Three thirty three, right? Yeah. So thanks, Cotton Gin, for that reoccurring uh, monthly subscription. If you want to, you can go to rareencounter.net, and there's a uh, some donate buttons. You can go and find our PayPal and donate to that if you want. Uh, of course, we'll we'll take it. Uh, we won't complain about it. We really like Boostergrams, and we like boosting, and we like the podcasting 2.0 infrastructure. If you don't know what that is, uh, there's some places you can learn about it, but I think the best one is newpodcastapps.com, which is just a list of the different services It's that use podcasting 2.0. It's like an aggregate of – it's like a list of all the different companies that are doing it. You can think about it like that. And uh, there's a number of apps and hosting and all kinds of things, and it's a, it's a rabbit hole. When you get, when you get pulled down it, uh, you go pretty deep. At least that was my experience with it. And I, I think some of us uh, – Including you, Cold Acid, have have, uh, have been pulled down the rabbit hole on this one. So I encourage everyone yeah, to go check that out. Getting pretty deep. Man, the programmable money train. You know, it's something special. Um, of course. Yeah, just watch out for the. Just watch out for NFTs. Those are some bad eggs. Some bad eggs. Yes. I could. I wonder if you could sell an egg as an NFT. Do you think you could do that? I, I mean, suppose you could. But why would anyone buy it? I don't. Wait a minute. People are buying. What are essentially Babby's first uh, ray trace render as NFTs for like thousands of dollars. Of course, they'd buy a fucking egg. What I want to point out is that the NFT method of putting a link, you basically you put a URL into the blockchain and that is equivalent to to owning the thing or, or uh, having access to the thing, I suppose, just by having your name associated with the URL. And what I want to challenge is the idea it has to be a URL. Why can't it be an address? You know, why not? Why can't I put my address into the blockchain and someone can au auction me off? You can buy uh, my apartment on, uh, on, uh, with Ethereum. Forget, forget how that. that. How about putting people's personal identifiers in the blockchain? Digital <laughs> slavery. Oh, God, look, great. That's a that's a great idea, Cole. This is a, one for the history books. Oh Lord, I'll put my, uh, my servo just posted in the chat that somebody actually something that somebody actually made, which is a library for C that represents objects as nfts on the ethereum blockchain so you create a pointer to something and that pointer is an nft this is wild man it's wild i don't know i think so there's some people making money off from it i guess and uh, if that's your bag go for it the i think i think it makes sense to to have like blockchain uh markers of property so like like a digital deed to to piece of land or or ownership record of intellectual property, right? But what we're seeing, what we're seeing is right now is essentially like a scam. It, it's it's unscrupulous people passing passing along a bill of goods, and the wild clueless idiots who are drinking the Kool Aid. Hmm. Yes. I'm looking at some of these. Uh, someone, oh, I, I, I recognize this picture. <laughs> Let's see. We'll move on. The um, What do you want to move on to? Cold Acid, what do you have in your rundown? Well, the first thing I have is not something that I'm, I'm bringing up from somewhere else on the internet, but rather, happy birthday to us. <gasps> it's our birthday? It's our actual birthday? It was on Saturday. Oh, wow. I didn't even notice. Saturday was the second anniversary of the first episode of Rare Encounter. <laughs> I can't believe that. Wow, I had no idea. But it's about the right time, 720. It sounds about right. It was yeah. uh, so many years ago. A long time. At the beginning of time, when Rare Encounter long, began. Long, long time ago. In a podcast far away. Don't listen to the first few episodes. 
They're bad. Don't listen to them, guys. <laughs> Just don't. Yeah, even. that's actually some good advice. Don't even. Th- try those it. first few episodes were pretty raw. Yeah, but uh, anniversary. Yay. I like the anniversary. That's a fun thing. It snuck up on me. Thanks for reminding me. You're welcome. Oh yes. I think the five is the big one. If if we get to five, I'll give you a card. Oh. <laughs> Maybe one that. If plays. we get to sixteen, if you if we get to sixteen, will you buy me a Mercedes? If I am uh, podcasting with you for 16 years, then we can talk about buying a car. I think that makes us <laughs> legally married. I don't know. At that point, yeah, it could be. The um, couple things I wanted to get to, uh, we had, I think, this email. This is almost technical. I don't know if we should put it up. But I, w- I want to put it up while we're talking about the show is because we had this FortiGuard filtering thing came came in my email about rareencounter.net. Did you know what this is? Yes, this was kicked off by me because here's what happened. Here's what happened. I wanted to do a little bit of admin work on our show website during during my lunch break at work mm-hmm. a while ago. And to my surprise, I could not access it. Yes, I know it. I, yes, I was also blocked at one point. Yes, we... Uh, at where I work, we use FortiGuard for for firewall and everything. And so, so I found out, yes, we were blocked as pornography. Oh. Well, that's better so than... So I, I filed an appeal to FortiGuard, and they said, okay, this is other adult materials. And based on the description of that category, I was like, no, that's still wrong, and hit the appeal button... And so it went from level one sensor to level two sensors like, okay, yeah, this is streaming media because yes, this is a podcast. This is a couple, this is a couple of weird nerdy guys talking about all sorts of bullshit. It is not pornography. It is not teaching sex ed. It's just, it's just us being idiots on the air. Yeah. It was labeled in a firewall that, uh, at a place I used to work. If you went to the website, it would be, say, blocked for, and the reason was possibly illegal content, which I thought was fun. It's possibly. That it is fun. It doesn't mean we're illegal. We're just possibly illegal, which is close enough for them. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad. I saw that. I saw the correction emails come in, and I didn't know if you were kicking them off or something or if it was. Oh, yeah. That was totally me. I get a number of spam emails over this and other domains, and uh, I'm sure you, you get the same thing. So I'm always cautious, but this one seemed like uh, you might be involved. So that's good. So we're a comedy podcast now. Thank you, Fortigard. Yeah. Now, now the first actual topic that uh, that we got to talk about is actually something out of your notes. Okay. This uh, this sticker contest. Yes. The I voted sticker contest. Um, do you want to do the story? You, if you want, you can kick it off. No, no, you, you, you kick it off. I'm doing the cold read. Okay, so this is, well, we, we're going to both do the cold read. This is the 14-year-old's unique, quote-unquote, I voted sticker design, sweeps New York contest. And this is a children's contest at a, for a county in uh, New York where they let the children draw what the sticker for the I voted sticker is going to be. Um, this is Ulster County. Board of Elections does this contest, and I don't know. It sounds like it's the second year they did it. Of course... The website where you vote seems to be uh, seems to be open to the internet uh, in general, not just people who live in the county. And so, one of these entries really stood apart from the other ones, and uh, I would describe it as a a head insect with multicolored teeth and blood red eyes, <laughs> and. <laughs> and uh, salt and pepper hair uh, scurrying along. Uh, some people have called it a spider, but I did count the legs, and it it is not eight legs, so it is not a spider. And it uh and it says right next to it, I voted. And so if you haven't seen this picture, uh, you absolutely have to. It is at the time I updated this, it was currently ranking number ninety three, ninety three percent of all the votes cast. Uh, that was two hundred and six thousand votes for this design versus the other ones. I was trying to find out last night if it um if it officially had won yet and I couldn't get a straight answer from anyone. So, but 
At, at current time, there's 236.3 thousand votes in, and it is still at 93%, with 222.1 thousand. Yes. Um, the thing I want to do for the cold read, and I put this in because I thought it was kind of fun to be fun to do, is uh, Teen Vogue had an interview with the teen who drew the picture. And uh, yep. it's, uh, do you have the article, uh, Teen Vogue? I have it open in front of me, yes. And I, the next question I have is, uh, there's two two voices in here. There's Teen Vogue and there's Hudson mm. Rowan, who is the the, uh, the artist. Who do you want to read? I don't see why we couldn't do we couldn't do both. I mean, I mean, we've heard Fletcher and Carolyn put on different voices All right. when re- doing cold re- reads of different articles. If you want to do both, be my guest. Okay, I'll lead you in. Teen Vogue, talk to Hudson. Hold on. Who, I'm just reading the intro. Teen Vogue talked to Hudson, who starts high school this fall, about his submission and the hubaloo surrounding it. Cold acid, take it away. People love to post selfies on Election Day with their I Voted stickers, a tried-and-true ritual of the American voting process. I've seen people double back at the polls and go, wait, my sticker! Almost like their vote counted less if they didn't get one. It's one of the few parts of the electoral system that's fun and celebratory, especially while voting rights are under threat and our candidate options aren't always what we want them to be. Which explains why the internet lost its collective mind over a new voting sticker, one that speaks to the chaos of American politics. Instead of the usual navy and red serif font and stars, what about a spider-headed neon? That's what 14-year-old Hudson Rowan went for her after his mom pushed him to submit a sticker idea for the New York State County Election Commission sticker competition. The competition is for students between the ages of 13 and 18. Ulster County's uh, Democratic Election Commissioner Ashley Dittus, gave me all the weird names, told the Guardian that Hudson's submission was the first and the only one they received. The first, I'm sorry, the first one they received, apparently on April 20, which made her think it was a joke, and it immediately caused a splash among the staff. I definitely thought I was unique, John Quingley, the Republican commissioner, told the Times Herald Record. Somebody tweeted that this is how voters feel about politics right now, and I thought it was almost the best way to summarize it. It's sort of, it sort of is exactly how we all feel about politics right now. And I want to cut this off and say what I wanted to do was do the interview, <laughs> but uh, I think we're too late for that. Um, no, we're getting we're getting there. Go past that. Uh, go past that. Uh, it's gonna be video. A th- it's gonna be a three-page cold read. <laughs> oh, jeez! <laughs> read the fun parts, man. Ah, uh, well, I think this is played out. We had a, uh, the picture is great. You got to go look at this sticker, this manic looking. It looks like something out of, um, like one of those weird pranks Adult Swim would do. And they play like a, just a weird cartoon at, you know, 3 a.m. And they'd only play it once with no, uh, no title card. So it just would start. No one would know what's happening. It yeah. looks like something that would come out of somebody's acid trip. <laughs> Well, I don't know. Carblanes even says it straight out of an LSD dream. I almost said LCD dream. An LCD dream is my dream. And my LCD dream. <laughs> Never mind. I'll shut up. The um, <laughs> no. So this was kind of fun to fun to see. the The interview is uh, fun to read too. You can go hit the uh, the article and read that up. It's between Teen Vogue, and it's such a millennial or a zoomer kind of speech when you hear the the kid talk it's uh, or read the transcript it's it's very uh it's very fun to imagine the voice in your head but my mom was like hudson just do it i was like i don't really feel like it she said hudson just do something quick it'll be fine just do a little thing after that i sat down did a quick sketch and then was here just take it mom and just sent it over to her that voice is a new voice, by the way. I, I've never heard you do that one before. Yes, it is a new voice. Yeah, Tom Kenny is on watch. I can tell. He's got to look out. <laughs> the, the um, uh, This is played out. Uh, it's, uh, it's funny for a minute, especially because you can't see it. All you can hear is just describe it. But the purple, the purple and the dark purple skin uh, really looks great with the multicolored square teeth. <laughs> square yeah. like some kind of herbivore, you know? Oh man! It is definitely it's definitely something that I'm going to be seeing in my nightmares from now on. So thank you, Hudson. 
Well, thanks as, a whole lot. As long as we're on, uh, as long as we're on some of this uh, civic stuff, I have an article from Dig Dig dot com that had um, a collection of different um, import statistics, and so it's it's like an infographic. What do they call those things? Is it infographic? They infographic. Have, yeah. Infograph of uh, a couple different things, and I thought some of these were a little bit interesting. It's like the top import in every U.S. state, the top export, but uh, I think the the interesting one may be the uh, the top import. It was just picking around, you know. I like, there's not really a punchline to this, but, you know, the uh, the top import in every U.S. state, and you can look at Washington, the state, is vehicles. Oregon is semiconductor machines, which is, I raised an eyebrow at that. I didn't realize that. But Colorado has a lot of deaf people, apparently. Their biggest import is hearing aids. <laughs> the biggest import. Uh, is it the most unique import you're looking at, or the... Uh, Oh, this is, yeah, most unique. All right, let's switch to that one then. So the most unique import, which is uh, of of on the category, what stands out? What's sort of unique to that state and the thing that they import? Now, if you're in Arkansas, you need to duck because they import military projectiles. Uh, that sounds dangerous, especially if they're being that imported. Uh, inbound imported projectiles, I don't think is a good thing to have coming at you. The, uh, I'm not surprised with uh, with Mississippi's. Their biggest import or their most unique is fans. Fans, yes, and those are ceiling des- fans, room fans. We've got Florida uh, salmon, salmon. Who knew salmon importing yeah. the salmon? A um, couple of these other things were a little bit interesting. Maryland was tin. I don't understand how that could be. It's a it's a strange one to me. But, well, there it goes. Cheese and- for New Jersey. And pineapples for Delaware. Yep, and Montana apparently loves its cigarettes. Somehow data monitors is the California's most unique import. Now, what's... Now, here's something I I cannot believe. They're saying the import for Massachusetts and Maine are lobsters? I thought they were exporters of lobsters. Uh, Maybe they import them from the Atlantic Ocean. Hmm. I don't know. I'm just uh, maybe, but I doubt it. Well, one of the things that you might question for this infograph, which I'm, uh, as we talk about it, the more we discuss it, the more I am losing faith in its accuracy. Is if the most unique import from Massachusetts is lobster, how can it also be the most unique from Maine? Wouldn't that be not unique at all? I mean, do they know what the word unique means? Hmm. I guess they don't. I guess they don't. All right. Well, that was a dud too. Hey, two for two. Hey! That's what we do here. We count the duds instead of the wins. That way we have a bigger number at the end. That's what we do here. All right. All right. Uh, well, you, you've had your chances, so time for one of my stories. Okay, do your story. So, you know how you know how we keep having, like, you can now play Doom on X. You can now play <laughs> Doom on Y. You can now play Doom on your ball sack, right? <laughs> yes. You can now play Doom in doom and i don't mean like how how they had like the embedded doom one and doom two inside doom three or in the box no this guy took doom two and made it possible to to play doom two inside doom (laughs) two this is great doomception yeah, absolutely, Doomception. Oh my God! This guy who who's on YouTube goes and GitHub by KGSWS. I I have no idea how to pronounce that. It it might be it might be Welsh. Hmm. But we- yeah, he he showed he showed how to how to make make it possible to control and render doom within itself and he even like there's a video on youtube that shows how it works his code is up on uh, github and yeah he he made a he made a level that was essentially a movie theater and you'd go up to the screen and you'd be able to watch the demos play or you could go into another room and step on something and then you could watch on one of the walls of the room you playing doom (laughs) this is fantastic it's crazy. Unfortunately, he's not very audiogenic, so I don't have any clips from the video. Mm. This the- guy, the other the other thing is, this guy, last year, 
he did he did another sort he did this as an injection but last year he he did another sort of injection where he created a save file a fake save file for doom 2 where if you opened it you ended up actually playing asteroids <laughs> that's great no, this is this is a little favorite uh, muse of ours. Uh, we're trying to find everything that everyone keeps putting doom on new things, and so we have to keep covering it. You know, yeah. as far as injecting birth, birth yeah, uh, pregnancy, yeah, the, what was it? Pregnancy tests, uh, rotten potatoes, <laughs> yes, uh, calculators, yes. Well, he's working on those injections. Sixteen billion crabs. What? You can run Doom on 16 billion crabs. <laughs> what? Okay. What are you talking about? This is old. You never heard about this? This is from, like, last March. Okay. What is, uh... It, you've got... What do you mean, crabs? Like somebody, somebody published... Somebody published a paper about being able to produce logic gates using soldier crabs. And from there, they, they were able... Somebody else... <laughs> was able to calculate you can run doom on 16 billion 39 million 18,500 crabs this guy this guy's uh, like the harry selden of crabs he's got fucking crab psycho history finding not gates made out of crabs <laughs> i've never heard of this shit what are you talking about yeah oh my god crabs man crabs doom on crabs you could run if, if you can if you can if it has any capability for logic you can run doom on it oh so that's late stage sapience when we're all, when we we take over the universe and we're really fucking bored <laughs> hey what do you want to do today i don't know let's run doom on 16 billion crabs so let's all <laughs> i'm gonna bootstrap a couple planets stand by <laughs> yeah but no at that at that point at that point we will be using we will be using like planets and asteroids for logic gates you, you like the game asteroids hey i got a show for you <laughs> <laughs> oh geez this is great this is fun yeah it, it's it's pretty wild this guy what he came out with so i have a i have and a like question. i said yeah oh go ahead i was gonna ask you about your keyboard <laughs> because uh last episode what we're talking about you know doom and stuff uh i don't mean to jump the topic there but i thought you were finished and now it's too late for me to change lanes the uh the photo of your keyboard that you were talking about last week is the uh you were showing i think it was the bob ross mint can yes and so you posted that uh after the show we couldn't get it up during the show it, <laughs> someone's gonna clip that <laughs> the uh of course. <laughs> I just stopped it just for myself. Cold Acid's emoji happy face key. Because when I looked at this picture, I zoomed in and I noticed that you have a keyboard key on your keyboard, which is just a happy face. And I want to know what happens. There's when you also press that. one that's that's the office key, which honestly I don't particularly like either of those. I I'll tell you what mine are. I have a um, what what would be your basically Windows key. And so if you press it, it does, you know, start menu on Windows is a compass. And then the uh, the one which I think would be like the alt. I don't even know what that one is. It'll press that button ever is a little tent. My backspace is mountains. Uh, F5 is leaves. F, uh, what is that? F8 uh, is trees. What the fuck is your keyboard? Who the fuck made your keyboard? The, the, the forest elves? <laughs> yeah. The escape key on my keyboard, Doug, is fire. It's just a picture. And it's a red key with fire on it. Okay, you need to take a picture of this keyboard. Oh, I will. <laughs> I'll, I'll do it. My space bar is, uh, my space bar, I think, is some mountains. Yeah, you'll like it. It's a fun keyboard. Good lord. But no, yeah, this is, this is the modern uh, Microsoft ergonomic keyboard. I, I, I'm much more comfortable with these, like, curving keyboards, right? But now, but now, instead of having, like, Windows key and menu key, on the right hand side right in addition to having the windows key on the left hand side now it's control menu windows alt spacebar alt office key <laughs> which actually is the windows and a whole bunch of other key, other keys at the same time and not reprogrammable 
So, and it opens the, uh, the Microsoft Office app and then the emoji key, which I have disabled so it will work as the menu key instead of doing the uh, Windows whatever for the emoji pop-up. The emojis, man. I'm trying to find mine so I can post a picture, but I cannot find it. Honestly, what I, what I want... What I want is like a modern ergonomic version of the symbolic space cadet keyboard. I want my I want my hyper super meta, right? I want all of that. Plus all the regular plus all the regular uh special keys. Yes. I like I used to have um, some specialty keyboards for different, you know, they weren't really made for consumers. They were part of some uh, some system that was delivered in like 1985 and then the system went away, but someone kept the keyboard keyboards where they have a bunch of auxiliary stuff and like keys that only work on this special version of, you know, the sun workstation, but for some now, what reason I the wanted, keyboard what, works, you know? Okay. I need to ask you about, about this. Is it using a phone jack or is it using like the old AT connector or something like totally out there? Uh, the one that I'm thinking of, I think it had an, not an RJ45, what is it, RJ9 or something? RJ11? Like RJ11, that was it. Which, uh, is that what you mean by phone jack? Yeah. Yeah. Because the phone jacks are all RJ11, yes. right? And yeah, I've seen a lot of keyboards that, ha that had the, that had the RJ11 jack. We're talking about connector standards on rear encounter, the only place you can hear people talk about uh standards well because we're the only ones nerdy enough to talk about it <laughs> yes well it's fun i mean that's why some people listen to us i don't know who these people are or, or what they uh but thank you what they were exposed to in the womb that made them want to listen to this but <laughs> they uh they're here and uh and they won't go away so we won't go away either let's see um i've got let's see i've got some gang names We've got a little anime news. We only have one piece of anime news, which is the one you brought. Um, we could do that. Why don't we do that? Let's roll it out. Because that's a that's a throwback. Because we're talking about, you know, Rare Encounter Anniversary. This was an old bit that we used to do on the show all the time. Um, yeah. How about that banana? Oh, my! It's, there's only so much my banana can take is the line. I don't have a cue. Keep, tell people what it is, oh. and I'll see if I can find that cue. All right, so there was this there was this manga that I started reading a long, long time ago about a guy who won a uh, a competition to be to determine the strongest the strongest in the world. He won, and then he his plan was he was going to propose to the daughter of the man who runs the the Adventurers Guild he's a part of. But then everybody else wanted his juice. They wanted his because they juice. they want they wanted him to breed them so they could be parents of the next generation's strongest. Yes, and there are there are like onis. There's like an orc girl. There's elves, and yeah, the guy essentially the guy essentially goes around uh, being chased down and forced into. Cheating on his girlfriend slash fiance. Hey, cold acid. I just want to remind you uh, that it's not cheating. It's necessary. <laughs> it's not cheating. <laughs> I got some of the clips. I got some context yep. clips. Peter Grill. Peter Grill is back. Let's listen to some of these old clips that I have from there. This is the ogre uh, girls. Okay, you gotta lay low in here for a while. Is this any way to treat your lovers? Yeah. You got your pickle licked and everything. Keep your voice down. I'm begging you. Yes, there you go. Oh, God. <laughs> boobs? Yes, boobs. That was Peter Grill. So, season two. Season two is announced. Yep, and it's starting October 10th. Yeah, something to look forward to. So that was, uh, th those used to be on my soundboard. There's only so much my banana can take. I, at one point, I was spamming that every episode. So, it's not on my soundboard You also now. had the My Banana clip. My Banana, uh, I don't know if I had that one. Did I have a I'm my banana? I'm pretty sure you did. My banana. I, I see his banana can take. I got boobs. I got, God damn it. Let me go! But right it, now! Peter! It's not what no. it looks like! Wait I a minute, Tim! Let me explain! Tim, wait! Cheating on her, hey? That guy's got some balls. <laughs> I am Elf. <laughs> elf. Don't tell me she has the same idea as those crazy ogre sisters. 
wonder why I've come to see you, Peter Grill. I've come to acquire the nectar of your nether. God damn it. God damn it. <laughs> the nectar of your nethers. Yes, of course. It's what always... What kind of deviant sicko do you take me for? Yeah, so we uh, we, we clipped the hell and played too many of these stupid things. <laughs> but Well, uh, the second season is introducing that elf's big sister. Okay. As well as a short bunny girl who is also like a gadget geek well this will be fun this is something to look forward to we'll put it on the fall schedule there for uh absolutely um if it goes anyway uh anywhere near the ways of geez let me talk the first season the first season went then the dub will will be shortly following it and then we can actually get clips from it Yes, and I, I bet there are going to be a bunch of uh, clips that we're going to end up pulling for it. Yeah, it's a fun fun little bit. It's one of those edgy comedies. And, uh, for some reason, this one, this one was a lot of fun to listen to and play. Or watch, yeah. I should say. So, continuing on with anime, I, I've, I got a late start on, on this season's shows. But uh, other than the two that haven't started airing yet, I've seen, I've seen the first episode of each. And uh, one of them is actually, forget, forget etchy, it is, like, essentially, essentially on-air hentai. I see. Although, although, well, well, it shows, like, uh, well-detailed breasts, it doesn't really, it goes Barbie below the waist. Hmm, interesting. Hmm. Yeah. But tell me about these well-detailed breasts. So the show is Isekai. Oh, come it's on! Isekai. Show up here already. Yeah, it's an Isekai uh, show. Okay, I'm, Isekai make you to harem woe, or harem in the labyrinth of another world. And okay. So this dude, this dude, he he comes across he comes across some weird website uh, that looks to be for like some sort of video game where you get to choose what world you go into and some. Uh, some start like your starting uh, okay, some starting okay. equipment choices. Does he turn and it and it goes like you have like this is your last chance. You will not be able to return. And he think he thinks it he it means like he won't be able to go back and like choose the other worlds or other equipment. <laughs> and well, he wakes up in the world that he chose. So I just want to be clear: is this guy Freakazoid? Like he logs on the internet and then gets zapped in cyberspace? Is that it is that what no. happened to him? No. Instead he ends up in a in a uh, fantasy world that involves like bandits and slaves <gasps> and magical labyrinths appearing. And so after after saving a village from a bunch of bandits that were attacking it, he ends up with a whole bunch of loot that the bandits had and he ends up buying slave girls to start a harem of girls who both uh, fight or maintain his equipment, as well as sleep with him. It's the, uh, you made it sound like they're Pokemon, dude. They might as well be. <laughs> so the, the first one, the first one's a the first one's a thick dog girl. Well, no, sorry, wolf girl. Oh, the next wow, one, the next difference. one's an elf-looking dwarf girl. What? Uh, what the there's fuck some are you others about an elf-looking dwarf girl. Come on. Yeah, she's 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 short like a dwarf, but she's got like the ears and everything of an elf. This is a knife-eared bitch, is what you say. Yeah, she's a knife. She she's a knife-eared slut. It's oh god. Why do you want? It's like I I, I won't even judge you I, because okay. I start because I read the manga and got interested in it. Beyond just the sex. Okay, fine. In fact, the sex isn't even the main point of it. The main point of it is going through these labyrinths. The sex is just a, an extra bonus, you know? I see, I see. Well, what what was your other show? You said you had two? Or is no, that, that just, was the that one was I... A, that you wanted to That was about? the one that I was bringing up. Ah, okay, that's good. For today, I'm, I'm going to talk about another one next week. But, uh, I, uh, I like that. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold off on uh, Strike Witches. Uh, I unfortunately I didn't get to watch uh, Luminous Witches yet. Ah, uh, oh, it's it but was, we did get we did get thanks to Carolyn Blaney a uh, a Luminous Witches inspired logo. 
Yes, yes. Uh, as as a door closes, the window opens. They say, and so we didn't have strike witches because uh, I didn't get to it Sunday, basically. And then, but we also we do have the strike witches version of the rare encounter logo, so we can. Uh, I I use that, and I think you use that too. You have a slightly different version than me. I like the one with the clouds that you put out there. So we yeah, have... oh, pretty much. Pretty much all I did was find a, find a picture of clouds, make it the right size, and then just like. Uh, didn't you know do that the magic the magic uh select on the background yes inverted the selection and then copied that over onto the cloud picture yes that is your undo history for it i i understand now save forever on rear encounter the uh the logo's great i mean and i'm gonna do an update for luminous witches later it's just uh fortunately not this time just not today just not today the, uh, let's see, what else do we have? I got some clown news. The gang names. We got to do these gang names. I want to do clown news first. Well, we'll, oh, okay. we'll do clown news, and then maybe we can save ourselves from the clown by, uh, by joining a gang. And, uh, we'll start with the clown. I mean, there's a real threat out there, and this is a, a real submission. You know, this is a true story, um, but it was submitted anonymously by, uh, NA, uh, via NAS, and, uh, it's a, I guess a kind of warning uh, and I just wanted to read this to you, uh, just, just similar to the PSA we did at the top of the episode. <clears throat> I just got to get ready to do it. You know, it's going to take a minute. Yeah. <clears throat> there we go. A few years ago, I was walking around a strip mall type place looking for my lunch on my break. I decided to go to this noodle spot that I'd only eaten at a few times before. This noodle house was next to a Mexican supermarket, and I saw they were having some kind of family event with kids running a, running around, outdoor grilling, etc. They had a bouncy house in the back lot, as I discovered later. Anyway, I enjoyed my fa and saw that they had a back door that the other customers were using to leave, which led to the back lot where the event was taking place. I was curious, so I left this way to check it out before heading back to work. I headed out the door, and as I stepped outside, to my complete shock and horror, I was immediately approached by a tall, painted white clown. It was a hot summer day, and this guy looked like he was sweating through his eyeballs. He got real close to me. I was struggling to react because I was full of hot soup. He was nearly touching me, leaned down close, and asked me if I had a cigarette. I don't smoke anymore. So I told him no. I was so mortified in that moment, I almost shoved him. He gave me that weird look, so I started walking away. He began to follow. This giant, white, lumbering clown began to follow me across this back lot. Don't kill me in front of these children! I thought to myself, his glistening, white, sweaty, bald head repelled me as I fled the scene from the incredulous, nicotine-addicted clown. Ultimately, I got away and drove back to work. Ruined my whole week. Why couldn't I get assaulted by Clussy instead? Yay! Wow. <laughs> It's your dramatic reading of uh, of our uh, anonymous clown submission. So you know, someone... you know, the only way to make that would make that clown worse is if he had like had the pinhead thing going on. Now I've just been notified that uh, our our status has been uh, has been changed by the firewall company. We are now adult content again. Ah, yes. But yeah, imagine. Oh God! Now, now I'm really having like imagine, imagine a clown, but the clown is also Pinhead. Uh oh! From um, Hell Hellraiser? Yes, from Hellraiser. From what was the name of the book? Hellraiser, Hellraiser. I know, I know what the name of the book was. Uh, it's a Clyde Barker, Clyde Barker character with yeah. the pins in the head. That was a great movie, by the way. The the Kennabite. Yeah, Cenobite. that's what they were. Cenobites is what they're called. Where the uh, the woman, the the daughter has that lockbox thing, the puzzle box, and she opens it and she gets pulled into hell or whatever. That yeah, is... and I saw somebody I saw somebody post on the Fediverse recently a picture of, of a puzzle box they received. <laughs> I'm like, don't do it, dog! Don't open that shit! <laughs> yeah, the Hellbound Heart. That's what I was looking for. The Hellbound Heart by Clive Barker. Uh, who's a uh, 
little bit. I need to watch more Clive Barker stuff. I haven't seen a single thing uh, or read a single thing by Clive Barker I did like. So maybe I need to get back into that. But, jeez. This, so this clown thing, I think this clown qualifies as a rare encounter. Yes, incredibly rare and incredibly spooky. Yes. You got to be careful. And, and if you want to uh, stay safe from clowns, you don't want to be like this guy, this poor schmuck uh, who found himself alone with a clown. You don't want that. So what you need to do is keep your friends close, but don't keep your enemies closer. I don't know why anyone says that. That sounds like a terrible idea to me. But uh, one of the things you can do is join a gang. Yeah. And do we have some do we have some gangs to uh, to join here? Huh? Yeah. Everyone knows the most important part about joining a gang is to have a great gang name. A great name for your gang that kind of strikes the the fear into the heart of your enemies and respect into like the heart the of your colleagues. Like the Twerk Squad. The Twerk Squad. So what I'm talking about is this, uh, somehow I got on this stupid kick, and there's a list of gang names. And so there's, uh, it's namesmore.com slash gang names, best gang names. And they have what purport to be the best gang names. <laughs> And I thought it'd be fun to read some of these things, and we can just assess if this list is credible or not. Uh, I think we're qualified to do that, Cold, are we? We're definitely qualified. We're overqualified, in fact. <laughs> so, uh, just picking off, what, what's your favorite gang name of this? Uh, what do you think is the most, the, uh, most appropriate gang name? My favorite gang name out of all of these has to be Azusa 13. <laughs> Azusa 13. So yeah, this is, can, you, can you imagine it? The K-On girls all thug-lifed out. Jeez. This is a list of, like, the, here's the list of the best gang names. I'm just going to read them at random. We've got Ron Ron. We've got Chamberlain Gangster. We've got Hornet. Yeah, what gang are you in? Yeah, I'm in Hornet. We've got... The uh, gladiatrices of Ludus Achillea. <laughs> There's just so many bad ones on here. I mean, then they have funny gang names. They have gang names for boys, and the uh, gang names for girls had like Xenon was one. But they're and there's the normal like crappy. Oh, you, thing, one right? of the other ones is give it up for Raven. Raven. <laughs> you know, and but some of these are just they don't make any sense. So here's a gang name for girls: Matrix. We're part of Matrix. Jeez. Now the, here's a better here's a better one in this list for girls. The Pussy Posse, but where <laughs> no. the S's in pussy are dollar signs. <laughs> yeah, that's never been done before. Jeez. You know, I, I think of the gang names for girls. Here's my favorite. I'm going to bring this one out. It's just carbon. Carbon. Just the word carbon. Like, what are you in? I'm in the carbon gang. <laughs> Jeez. What are you I'm in? What are you... What gang you in, sister? Every, I'm in carbon. I'm in carbon. You know, it's... I don't know. Did you take organic chemistry? <laughs> Jeez. Man, they already, it's it's just a bad list. It's kind of funny though, so that's why I put it in. Uh, under under the funny names, <laughs> Captain Crime. <laughs> <laughs> the worst. I think that might be a better villain name than any other current villain. Captain Crime. The Fat Tonies. The Fat Tonies. Yeah, uh, I wonder who they oh, are. Oh, here here's one. Here's here's some bad motherfuckers straight uh, straight out of Omaha, boys into cornfields. <laughs> God, oh man, <laughs> this one this nerds in hoodies. Nerds in hoodies. Oh yeah, that's my gang. <laughs> There's a uh, cool cool gang names for friends, and I just want to if you want to be cool, you need to have a gang name like Pooh Bear or Hot Bean. <laughs> mm, hot bean hot bean not so funny not so funny is one of those so not so funny not so funny so anyway that, that's it and of course on rare encounter one of the things we like to do more than anything else is just find lists of things read them out loud and uh we've tricked people because into thinking, they're pretty damn funny some of these lists we've tricked people into thinking that's what a podcast is and so don't tell them shh, <laughs> that they're not being served <laughs> Uh, well, there's other podcasts out there, believe it or not. Yeah, but none of none of them are as unique as ours. <laughs> there's a few that, that get pretty close, I think. Uh, we had Hog Story had their episode 307 that was named Soda, and that came out Monday, if I recall correctly. Behind the Schemes, season one, episode 107. Less gallivanting, more gardening was on right after that. 
that is behind the schemes at badradio.live, of course. And they had an interview with Midnight Mike from OBDM. Interesting. I believe that was actually on Sunday. Oh, was that the... And um, it re-aired on Monday. That could be. I didn't, they were, because uh, they were they were live after Sunday's Rare Encounter. Or not Sunday's Rare Encounter. Sunday's No Agenda. Yes. And, and did Lavish do a solo show or something? Lavash? I know Boobery yeah, did. Uh, Lavish did a solo 108, says Boobery. It yes. is not yet posted. Yeah, I, I heard about that. I haven't heard it yet. So I'm interested to listen to that and see. Uh, now, Boobery could carry a show. He did a, he did a solo show. That's hard to do, by the way. Uh, and so I want to hear Lavash's take on that. I want to see if he can fill up the whole time. It's always good, you know? I'm going to keep score. Take notes. That's good. <laughs> Grumpy Old Ben's had episode 187, Boost Pew Pew. Uh, pew Pew. Bowl After Bowl uh, had episode 177, Phone Sex Toys. Uh, that's with uh, I like Lori the sound and, of Spencer. That. <laughs> and Spencer. Uh, I listened to that in the, in the car today when I was going back and forth around town. And the... Uh, I'm doing uh, Ablecraft with Sir Spencer this Friday. We're going to do it at nice. 7, 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central. Uh, we don't, honestly, we don't promote that show very well. So I'm going to try a little bit now. Uh, if the, We'll live stream it, but it's not like officially live or anything. It's just what, what, what I do is like we kind of open the window, and if you're nearby, you can, you can listen to us do it live. But really the show in its current state is we record it and then we post it. Uh, but uh, you can listen into the studio. That'll be on the Rare Encounter stream if you want to listen to it. But it's yeah, not a, I'll be not spying a, in on it. Not a proper live show. Uh, maybe it will be someday. We'll find out. And that's your anime rundown. Oh, there was one more I wanted to add. Anime right? rundown? Uh, podcast rundown. You see, I scrolled up, and I I just read what's in front of me, man. I, uh, no, I wanted to talk about the... Um, uh, another podcast that's been airing. I think they had two episodes out now, but it was the Smuggler's Log. Have you heard Never of heard one? of them. They have been uh, promoted a little bit on No Agenda Social, and it's a fiction uh, radio play about a uh, smuggler. It's 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 kind of a take on the Captain's Log, and so there's a smuggler character, and he's got his Android AI uh, character, and they're getting. They're getting boarded by the Can, uh, Canadian Nazis, and they're, uh, it's, it's all a political satire, and uh, it's a lot of fun. They, you can tell it's a little rough around the edges, but it's, uh, you know, the first time I think anyone's done something like this. They have, they have a gimmick in the show. I'm waiting for it to find out what it really is, but when they go to light speed or whatever, you know, it's called, we, they have a boost drive, <laughs> and uh, I think the... The idea, I'm not sure if this is real or not. This is what what my impression of this is, is that um, to escape at some point, they're going to have to, you're going to have to boost the show to uh, to keep the action going or something like that. We'll find Clever. out. Clever. Yeah, I, I like that kind of tie-in shit. So if you want to help the captain or whatever he is, you know, that's fun. So yeah, promote sounds that interesting. Bit. Smuggler's Log. You can find it as a podcasting 2.0 podcast. Uh, they had a trailer and then two episodes out last I look. Oh, check it out, dog. Check it, check it out. Check it out. Check it out, y'all. Check it, check it out. <laughs> Who did that song? That was, uh, that was Aqua Teen Hunger know. Force. That was Aqua Teen Hunger Force. <laughs> check it out, dog. Check it, check it out. So, you, do you ever miss the old, the old DOS days and that, uh, that font that you'd see on the screen when, when you're at the DOS prompt? Well, I wouldn't say I'm missing it, Bob. But uh, <laughs> the uh, the uh, I, I understand what you're saying. I, I'm not a fan of some of the retro fonts, by the way. I think that the fonts that look more like um, more like well-designed typography are more interesting to me. And if you could make a well-designed um, monospace font, then that would be very interesting to me. I just haven't seen. I one think yet. some of these were pretty pretty well designed, at least for the. Uh for the hardware of the time, given the given the weird ass resolutions that were being forced into a four by three area. So, what font are you referring to? Like the the BIOS fonts, the uh, the C the CGA and EGA and VGA text fonts in both the text and graphic screens. Yeah, I know I know what they are, but I've never oh, been impressed yeah. by them. If that's what the question is oh well some some people still love them 
And I came across this I came across this website that actually has these fonts available both in both in square and correct aspects. So there that's one that's one of the things, right? Like you'd have you'd have like uh you'd have like a resolution of like 320 by 400, right? But that would be that would be in a 4 by 3 space, right? The because the the screen itself was was made to be, you know, the 4 by 3 aspect ratio. So you actually had a different you actually had a different pixel ratio than what we're used to today with the square pixels. And so they actually had to they actually had to take that into account with uh, with some of these fonts, especially when they went from eight by eight to like nine by sixteen and other and other sizes for the characters. Mm -hmm. So I thought this was I thought this was pretty neat. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it in the show notes. And yeah, there's not just like all the all these from like the IBM PCs. There's additional ones from from PC compatible computers that weren't IBM PCs and semi compatibles, uh, different graphics cards that had their own built in font sets. There's pages and pages of this. And yeah, some of them actually look pretty good, hmm. I think, in both square and correct ratios. Hmm. And it's worth going through, I think. Ah, uh, sure. And they're available for download in, in different formats as well. The site, the site itself, uses these fonts, so it actually looks like it could have been like some, uh, some, like document, like some ANSI doc uh, from the days of DOS. <laughs> ANSI doc. I know exactly what you mean by that. It's, uh, it's sad. I don't want to explain it though. I've, I know, what, <laughs> I know what some of those look We're like. old. It's like ANSI C yeah. or something is. That's what I think of is that document. Ah well. well. I was thinking. I was thinking like the ANSI escape care codes, right? Oh yeah. Okay. ANSI. Uh, I don't need to look it up now. That's fine. I. I yeah. I'm not going to read a standard on the show. That would be too far even for us. The. Yeah. Though I'm looking at the ANSI C page on Wikipedia. Wow, look at that. ISO also ISO C, and standard C are su successive standards. Ah oh, man. There's another. There was another thing that I came across recently. Uh, well, not that recently. It's been a few weeks now, so I don't remember all the details. But it's an article from IEEE Spectrum about the first the first chip to pass the million transistor mark. Uh oh. And this was this was a RISC chip from Intel, the Intel i860, which uh, like Intel's other attempts at RISC chips. Didn't really go very far, but yeah, it was a record. It was a record maker at least because it was the first to, the first to reach a million transistors. Yeah, this was. Um, well, it'll be in the notes. Yeah, was that the forty-five nano? I'm looking at the, the little uh, news blurb about it. This was the forty-five nanometer, Gates. Was it? Was it already at 45 nanometer at that point? Intel's transistor technology breakthrough represents the biggest three. Yeah, it seems like it. Core 2 Duo, it says. Was that... Well, maybe it was a little bit no, after that. No. No, this is... We're talking 1989 here. Oh, jeez. Well, the Intel i860. Well, what was the technology then? It wasn't 45 nanometers then. It must have been a lot bigger than no, that. No, it wasn't. It was. It had to have been a lot bigger than that. I'm. I'm looking through here, but I'm not seeing any details on the uh, process size. Hmm. Oh well. It was back in the day where process size wasn't the marketing bullshit it is today. That's how far back it was. I see. Well, uh, I think we got some boostograms for the uh, the wrap up of the show. I think we got some big yeah, ones too. Yeah, we we ought to. We got a few of them in. Let's see, uh, do you have a helipad up, or is that still cycling? I do have helipad up. All right, so uh, do you see everything past uh, the bundle of sticks from Carolyn? I see, let's see, one, two, three that I see. How I many see, do you have? I got four. Let me start with the... You got four. I see... Let me make sure that they're all for Rare Encounter. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I see 60 sats from Boobery. And, uh, yeah, and he says, look at these digits, 339966. Three, nine, nine, six, six. 
Well, those don't match the digits on the boost. <laughs> Close enough, though. Boobs. Uh, yeah, thanks, boobs. Look at those digits. Oh, I think he's boosting for, um, he is boosting for the leaderboard. Ah! That's what he's doing. So he's going to have, let me pop open the leaderboard. I think that that math works out. Of course, ablekirby.com slash leaderboard.html. Can, you can see that in boobery. Yeah, he, that's what he's going to. 339966 is what he's going to end up at once I hit the update button after the episode. Oh, nice. There you go. That's a strategic boost. Boobery positioning. Boobery wants some action. He's ready to jump in there uh, with those, uh, th all those dubs, man. He's got, th he's got all those dubs up there. Next one that I see is Roa Ducks from Carolyn, 2222 sats, and she says, more cold acid silly voices! Uh, thank you, Carolyn. The, uh, what's the next one you see? The next one I see is another one from Carolyn, uh, from about 12 minutes ago, so there might be one, one in the middle there. There is one in the middle there for 350,000 sats. Holy crap, a moly. Holy crap, from Podverse, it says, and says, congratulations on two years of, quote, excellence, quote, Darren, <laughs> Darren O, of all these podcasts you love, and the one I do with you, Sir Gene, pew pew. So I think that means Sir Gene said that, that's what I'm thinking. Oh, nice. And the one I do with you, Sir Gene, oh, maybe it is Darren O, and it's just- Oh, pretty, it is Darren I th it has to be Darren O. Sergene doesn't listen to this. I think it's just a formatting yeah. trick here. So Podverse didn't encode his name in there is the problem. But yeah. uh, no, I see, I see the, I see the, uh, the invoice for it in, uh, in Thunderhub. Mm. So I don't know why it didn't show up in Helipad for me. Little bugs to work out, but that's fine. Uh, yep. He will, I think, rocket to a certain place on the leaderboard with that one. Uh, with a 350,000. Sure. I think that puts him in first place. I think it does, too. I think... Uh, Holy crap. Boobery was... Big, uh, big spender! Boobery made... He, he may have made the tactical decision, but he, uh, he, he, he may have lost the war here. Darren O'Neill... Shooting to the ah, he's like, take that, Boobery, in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got a couple more. We got what, one, two. That may yeah. be the biggest boost we had for the, the show ever, 350,000. I, I think it is. Uh, given that it's going straight to the top of the leaderboard, it would have to be the biggest one ever. Oh, man, we got to redouble our efforts. If they keep doing this, we got to shut them down. You know, it's uh, We can't let them get away with it, so we've got to do some more Grumpy Old Ben's uh, dissing on the show, I think is what he's asking for. Ah, okay. I think that's yeah. what he's asking for because that's what I. It reading. might. It might be. He might. He might be looking for for me to get back to uh, correcting him <laughs> and Sir Bemrose all the time. Yeah, I think we might have to do that. I think that's what he wants to buy from us. Uh, <laughs> uh, what do we call to call it? I know what we're gonna we're gonna give him. We're gonna provide uh, adversarial friction for grumpy old Benz. But we do it for love. But we do it for love. We that's do a, it out of love. That's a not different for love. That's a different kind of friction, though. We also have one, two, three, four sats <laughs> from Carolyn, who says, Boned and Stoned, uh, apparently is her best gang name <laughs> from the list. Oh, there. my. <laughs> and, of course, the last one. Yep. Last one. Uh, yep. 3333 sats from Cotton Gin with the message, Bunch of nerds in here, <laughs> oh, and don't don't he know it? Because he is one himself too. You're you're part of us, Cotton Gin. Coming from the you're one of us nerds. Coming so. from the guy who boosted the GPS frequencies. Come on, right? Well, <laughs> I think it does it for us. Does it for me at least. Wow. Yeah. Two years, man. I can't believe it's been two years. I I had no clue. Yeah, two years, we're still kicking ass, taking names. <laughs> well, this is great. Or is it kicking names and taking ass? Well, we'll try both and see what works. Until next time, I've been Abel Kirby. I've been Cold Acid. Stay fruity, boys. Adios. Would you lay down, honey, and die? Or had a good woman? Would she lay down and die? Don't you know everybody tell me? She wasn't